When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There once was a man named Gold Roger, who was king of the pirates. He had fame, power, and wealth beyond your wildest dreams. Before they hung him from the gallows, these were the final words he said. Our perspective is yours for the taking, but you'll have to join us first. We left everything we debated at the Yonko table. Ever since, pirates from all over the world set sail for the Grand Line, searching for the Yonko table, the table that will make their dreams come true. Yo! Yeah, yo, yeah, yo, folks. Welcome to the latest and the greatest from the Yonko table. That is the voice of Grandmaster Hoop coming at you from the backs. Well, from the back of Sea Smoke, because we're riding into episode three of House of the Dragon. Yes, that's right, folks. We are covering episode three of the hit Game of Thrones spinoff, House of Dragon, that focus on the Targaryen family and their early rise and whatever. Rise, fall, however you want to call it. But we're here for episode three, a.k.a. second of his name. And goodness gracious, we were treated with another time jump and we'll get into it. But a lot has happened, but a lot did not happen. It was a quieter episode. It was a reflexive type of episode, but we'll talk about it. But with me, as always, on the back of his dragon, of Dragon Cyrax, it is fellow Yonko, Dr. Jace Attorney. Dr. Jace Attorney, is the flame still burning for House of the Dragon? Why do I have Cyrax? What if I want Caraxes? Is that his name? Yes, yes. I'm just going down the line. Eventually, we will meet enough dragons where everybody can claim their own. Oh, okay. Everyone gets yes. to choose their own dragon. Oh, yes. I, I have went and chosen Sea Smoke as the host of this show. So Ooh, I don't right, know if any Sea right. Smoke fans are there, but I lay claim. First You're of his name. You're not going to choose Aragon? No? No, it's a <laughs> different franchise. Oh. Okay. Different franchise. That's my A fault. trash franchise. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, topic for another. Just, yeah, right. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, three episodes in. I think it's still uh, holding steam. House of Dragon. Um, and uh, I think we got a lot to talk about. I don't think it was a quiet episode. I, I feel like things still, you know, progress forward. I, just, you know, not in a bombastic way, like, I guess, like bombshells that were dropped in episodes one and two, but I still think it was a fantastic episode, but. I, I will like, further explain what I mean by quiet as we get into this, but yes, without further ado, House of the Dragons will always deliver. Game of Thrones will always deliver. But listen, we have some supernovas joining us today. Let's see who's going to be joining us at the table of the High Council. It's the one, the only, Nino Desplazado. Viene, viene, Paige and Dr. Mondo. Hi, I'm Dr. Rika from the Yonko Table, and you're not watching Disney Channel. All right, okay, yes, quieter is a... Uh, maybe quieter is not the word, but I will explain further on, but... Let's get into this as far as 
where are we now? I like setting up the stage as far as what has transpired. Let's fill in this time jump. We, it's two years now. It's been two years. Uh, Aegon's three. Three? No, but it's his second birthday. He's a, it's his second birthday. It's two. He's two years old. The little yeah. head. Oh, okay, okay. Aegon, right? Aegon. Aegon. Right, yeah, because that, that was... But are we sure that she got like immediately pregnant? I thought it was three years, but I could be wrong. Oh, okay. That's a fair. That's a fair assumption. It's a fair assumption. Well, so two. It's a second birthday. Yeah, it's a second birthday, but you know, nine to twelve two months years and some change. Well, because yeah, well, she's pregnant. She's she's pregnant again. So I guess yeah, two to three, if not more. Because okay, but yes, it is Aegon's <laughs> second name day, aka his second birthday. So he's here. He did. Allison did the thing. He's got a son. Viserys the first has a son. Hooray. Finally, hooray! No, <laughs> what? What? Uh, I mean, well, <laughs> there's a proper I, heir to the throne now, right? Oh man, some people oh. feel some type of way, uh. but um, yeah, I'm kind of team boo. Um, but also the crab feeder insurrection is going and um it's there they've been fighting him they've been losing how's this man with crabs <laughs> losing <laughs> I, mean, I, how I is he winning it, well <laughs> i heard how it, the- how it how it how it came yeah. out a man with crabs <laughs> oh that's oh okay. yeah I'll okay. bring up a good point though, Grandmaster. Um, so you're gonna tell this isn't isn't this the same that little thing? Like I don't know what you want to call it, the sea cave stronghold. Isn't that the same thing that we saw last episode? Yeah, this is the same location. So you're telling me he's been there for three years and they still couldn't beat him with a dragon? They keep three- retreating to the caves. Oh my- <laughs> Oh damn it, we can't get in there. Them caves are lucrative. They can't get a dragon in there. Yo, they know that they know the caves like they're back of their hand. You go inside, it's just like a recipe for disaster. What you got there, you gotta lure them out. It's as simple as that. But incredible that in three years they never devise a plan to actually lure them out. I'm very surprised by this. Three years that they didn't run out of food or supplies. No. And and I'm just I just want to point this out because in the original series they made such a point about Stannis Baratheon holding dry, um holding Storm's End, like mm-hmm. he had this huge story where he was like yeah we were eating the um the horses and then um you know the dead and would, he was and then he was only there for like nine months or something, so you're telling me in this whole three years they're still on the same beach, and they've had them cornered and somehow they. They can't do the thing. Yo, they're fishing like they're fishing like crazy over there. Like, hey, yo, man, look, look at all the crabs they got. The man's Dude, got that, crabs. That, like, that, that's a lot that, of protein right there. What you got? They're they're sharing crabs too. Everybody's got crabs over there. Uh, it must be enough to withhold the dragons. But um, spread or spread. Damon is uh the wild card. You know, he was brought in by Corliss. But he, even with Damon, they're still losing. People are losing faith in Damon. And 
that's kind of where we're at in the seven kingdoms uh again <laughs> uh i understand it's a prequel with you know 172 plus years worth of lore what not to explore it seems we have been only focused on two conflicts uh you know the rightful heir in this as business with now. the crab feeder as of now of course <laughs> as of now um it just you know it's um for such an expansive world it seems very narrowed right now uh we haven't really seen you know much else going on in the realm so it's a very interesting you know direction we're heading uh again it could blow up and it could branch out however our our i know nino and i talked about this kind of like it is really focused this series is that okay with y'all are y'all okay with just these two story points being the these story points when you say um, these two you mean like Rhaenyra and it, it's the it's I, the air well it's the air talk with Rhaenyra and then the crab feeder business so far okay. that's all we've been well, given I, for now I think for now I think it's fine like the series is starting out and all that and maybe having like too many storylines you can like it can all get jumbled in but again like I'm fine with it for now being these two plot lines and then for it to branch out now like if it remains just these two plot lines then like for a good while then that's like okay uh you gotta spice it up a little bit but for now i'm cool with it i, I think say, i'm fine yeah oh no go ahead dr rico i see it a little differently i mean i think that's the the overarching theme is similar to game of thrones is who's going to sit on the throne at yeah. some point I see it as the different paths to what the potential end could be. Like, and, and I think this episode actually did a really good job of exploring some of that. We have Viserys, who is the current king, and, you know, he has instilled his daughter as the heir, but now he has the son. So there's this kind of uh, push and pull of do I kind of live up to my word or do I follow the path of tradition? In addition to, I guess we'll get to kind of the dreams at some point in time in terms of his what he'd seen um, and his own idea of a prophecy. And then we have, so his struggle with that, uh, along with just his role as king and et cetera, and the relationships and whatnot and dynamics that come with that. Then we have Rhaenyra, who is currently the heir, not really being treated as such. And so she's trying to figure out like, who am I as a result? And I think this episode really explored a lot of that is, okay, if... I have technically this role, but it feels, it doesn't feel real. It doesn't feel grounded. I don't really feel like I'm being respected. Um, and now I'm being asked to marry and, and live up to that type of tradition. And it's not something I'm interested in. And then we have Damon, who is that, like uh, Grandmaster already said, is that wild card, um, who is rebelling, trying to create his own path um, that looks, and, and I think, we will talk about the ending and kind of the, the results of him trying to, to cultivate his own identity uh, while still being very much tied to his family. So I, I think it's, there's a theme, but the plots kind of the way it's, I'm not the writer here and, and maybe Nino will have more no. to offer in terms of that. But I think being able to explore the characters around this one big theme is really interesting to me that I don't mind that that's just the focus that there is that one or two main kind of plot but i think it's broken up in different really interesting ways no at least this episode i just saw it as a coming of age for like two characters 
like to a, to oh, a yeah. certain extent. So yeah, it's like, but go Nino. <laughs> I, I, you know, it's interesting that y'all mentioned that. I like the idea. I just feel this episode and I, and I know we'll get into it. I'm going to, I made notes. I'm going to point it out. But this episode yeah. really felt boring in terms of dialogue. I was, I was snoozing through the whole thing. I was, was like, wow. No, it's it was quiet, not, like I no. said. Oh, okay. Oh, there's a there's, oh, there's a difference oh. between slow and boring. Oh. Um, a lot of people will say if you think something is a slow burn, that's just a way of saying it's boring for the first part and then it gets good at the end. Which this is what this episode was. It was really boring to me. I was like, wow, you can't even come up with something interesting for for people to say about like life, about thoughts, about what their ideals are. I feel like I don't know these people. All I know is like what their relationship is to their want of the throne. And I and I think that's an issue. Ooh. And see, I like how you point out it wasn't dialogue heavy this episode. And that's why I was saying it was quiet. Because, you know, as we as y'all were saying too, I'm I'm okay with this, like the two focal points, because I feel you are learning the characters and you're engaging with them enough however i do see nino's point though this episode felt a little bit as if they're talking about the same stuff and it was like it, it i guess it wasn't challenging per se we haven't challenged the characters enough in kind of their pursuit of the throne you know this business with the crab feeder and but like just it's, it'll take time for sure. It's three episodes in, and as we discussed last week, this could just very much be a prologue to something bigger coming down the road. Um, but book readers, don't jump ahead. Keep us in the dark for those who look up the lore. Here, let's get into it, okay? So, Rhaenyra, again, I think it's easier to tackle or begin in a discussion about this show when you start with Rhaenyra. Uh and again, I got the quotes. I wrote some stuff down. She hit it home when she said, no one's here for me. Ain't nobody here for Rhaenyra. At least it doesn't show. And it kind of sucks. Because, yes, she's named Air. And we talked about it last week. It, it, it almost felt like an empty gesture. It was also to spurn Damon. Ooh. And... Now we have, yes, I'm going to use those vocab I'm words. Sorry, you brought it up a second time. I'm I, going to try my best. Okay. So, thank you. One point me. Um, to spurn Damon. And now Aegon is born. And everybody's like, oh, 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 oh Aegon's going to be the king. Uh, forget what Viserys says. Um, and then we get. Our first Lannister, uh, Jason Lannister, and his proposal. And goodness gracious, I'm not a fan of. I love Tywin and Tyrion and Jamie and Cersei, and that's about it. Everybody else can go eat it. I hate him. Um, <laughs> Why do you hate him? I don't know, man. The way he was talking to her, like, you know. Uh, Castle Rock has a nice view of the sun gaze and uh, I don't have a dragon pit yet but I'll get one we'll get one why would you need a dragon pit <laughs> he reminds like, pretentious, me a lot of, man <laughs> he reminds me of Prince Charming from Shrek too yes. I, like, I like him in that regard <laughs> I get that vibe too I don't 
I don't like it. And it was like the they 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 gave you the worst person to possibly try to court Rhaenyra and really make a mockery of her ascendance. Like you know, this guy, he's just a a douche. He's, he's a he's a douche. He's just he, rich. That's what he is. He's, he's a rich, rich white boy. That's what he is. <laughs> It was bad. It was cringy, and I hated every moment. And you don't now want to I see feel, any more of him. He's I done. feel for yeah. I hated him when he showed up again. I was like, get out of here. And I then he had the nerve. Forward, I hope going forward that we get a mini series on Jason Lannister. Thank that's, you. That's, oh, that's, no. Thank you, Nino. No, yes. no. Why not? He had he made that spear for Viserys. Of Thrones. Who cares? Yeah. And no, even more important, he paid for somebody to make that spear. I think that exactly. owning money is the most important thing in this world. And that's why he should be definition of, definition of privilege. Finally right making there. some sense on this table. You're a fool. You're a fool of your team. <laughs> there it Jason is. Lannister. <laughs> you you finally that. said the thing. <laughs> what, fool? What is that, yeah. a bingo word? <laughs> Listen, are, do you feel for Rhaenyra? She's alone. And now, again, like, you know, and then you had people in her ear like, yo, did you, did they ever celebrate you like this? And she's like, well, who cares? I don't remember. And neither will Aegon. It sucks to be Rhaenyra right now. And she just wants her father to talk to her. What, Nino? I know. You're not just, team anybody. No, I know. but it, it's true. It does suck to be Rhaenyra right now. I just wish this episode was more than was more about Rhaenyra and not about just her how her life sucks right now. That's all. That's yeah, true. It kind of was like that. Um, I mean, she, she confronts. Very, she was very mopey this episode. Can you blame her though? Can oh no, her? no, yeah, of course. Right. She was just she was acting like a rebellious teen this episode. It was like, oh, like nobody loves me, nobody wants me, boo hoo hoo. I like let me go on my horse and leave. <laughs> it's like honestly, I feel for her. I really do. But I do agree they maybe could have just like done a little bit more. But it's we'll really, talk about that later. It, I think in terms of her scenes, in terms of like her scenes, and then we get later on with the scenes with Kristen Cole and the in the Kingswood, and you know she's talking and Kristen Cole. Kristen Cole's a good character. He's he, he's, he's good. He's I like Kristen. Com, um, common born. Um, he has his head on straight. He seems so. You know what I mean? Like he brings up a good point. She's like, oh, do you think that the rum will accept me as their queen? And he just kind of like he knows the answer is no, but then he says. They don't they won't have a choice your grace and i was like yeah. good point good point exactly plus one and i was like if you would have said anything else then i don't think she would have been you know making google gaga eyes at you so were those google were those google eyes i, yes. I got a little bit of google eyes I got a little google bit eyes. Google yeah. i will People. say when it comes to right now the, the part that was a little disappointing and i get this is the structure of they're trying to speed up time towards a I guess maybe a different plot or whatever's happening in the future, but I wish we would have gotten more of the interaction between Allison and Rhaenyra, especially mm -hmm. right after kind of that bomb dropped at the end of last episode. I think we saw some of their interaction that things are cold right now. Like, but 
I would like, have loved who wouldn't? The reactions at the wedding and the, the year after and what it's like when she found out that she was pregnant. So I think we really speed runs, speed track, whatever the phrase is. We got very quickly to three years later and missed a lot of that dynamic. And that relationship was very interesting to me in the first two episodes. So I did miss out on seeing some of that. No, I I agree. We did, we were treated one moment with Allison and uh, Rhaenyra in the beginning of the episode when uh, at the birthday before the hunt, uh, where's Rhaenyra? Where is my daughter? And she's out there having the bard play songs. And it was, I yeah, you know, uh, now that we talk about how much they're fast tracking. Yeah, I think it would have been good to just really kind of see. Yeah, just kind of that that aftermath, because we didn't. This is what we got here. We got Rhaenyra, come inside. Your father wants to see you and celebrate your brother. And then uh, she's like, just keep playing, Bard. Keep playing. Um, and then she's like, she's like, stop. And Allison goes, stop playing, Bard. And Rhaenyra, she tried it. She said, your princess says keep playing so you can keep playing. And Allison, stepping into her own, is like, well, your queen commands you to stop playing. And you see, I would have loved to see a buildup towards that dynamic um, in that relationship instead of just getting it. Because, yes, that's a good indication about where things are. But, damn, you... I feel like it was just two episodes ago. Oh, wait, no, it was two episodes ago <laughs> that they were having this very, like, queer moment under the same tree. And I was just like... Oh, wow, yeah. What is... That's yes, right. yes. I forgot and about just, <laughs> Yes, I... They, I, just, I we, they just threw that away. <laughs> y'all said it was nothing. And I was like, I don't no, know. No, I, like I thought it was something. We, we all said, said it was said, I want to ride on the back of the dragon. <laughs> But they have a very intimate relationship. They clearly had something. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought they had something, and then now it's just like I'm Wait. your queen now. <laughs> like, I don't know. I just I just wish we would have gotten a little bit more time because there are such good, interesting ideas about how to treat people. Like, but again, the show is about the throne. The show's about you know fighting the patriarchy. Which yes, I'll, I can I can get to. I brought it up to Grandmaster Who, but I, I'll get to it maybe at the end of the season. I'm gonna give this show a little bit more time to give it a try. If you if you like to hear more of Nino's uh, back thoughts, uh, you can go log into www.ninobackthoughts.com, and that's where he posts all his extra thoughts that you don't hear on our podcast. So there you go, folks. But um, yes. We don't get that. We don't get to see kind of the conversation about their friendship. They were friends before, and now your best friend is now your stepmother, you know? And maybe moving forward as far as, you know, season two and further seasons are concerned, you know, we'll kind of maybe dial back and kind of peel that layer back. But yeah, we missed out on it. And so we're only giving these little tidbits. And yeah, it's it's definitely... There was something more worth exploring for sure with her and Allison. So it's kind of it kind of stinks. Everything stinks for Rhaenyra. She can't no. get her time. We also get like we also get like I think like later on in the episode, like little hints that's like Allison feels bad about everything that's gone. And she like tries to 
like say things to make amends and i'm yes. like so it's like one of the things she she actually defends us like oh yeah rainier is a good heir and it's like she doesn't and even when her father confronts her it's like saying oh your son is going to be the heir of the throne and he's like and she's like that would be stealing what's rainier's birthright so well, she like, says it too she says would you want me to teach my son to yeah. steal his sister's birthright yeah it's like she she like she wants to make amends and like she yeah she's with Viserys with Rhaenyra's dad likely because again Hightower or our House of Dragons version of Littlefinger uh is pulling the strings oh, yeah. here we let's stick let's stick on the topic of Hightower Allison is trying I give her I give her oh, yeah. her credit she's trying like she's definitely noticed it's it's a terrible situation i guess you know i can't imagine you know my best friend ends up marrying my dad that sounds like some uh izakai anime that time my best friend married my dad and turned out to be a dragon rider or something you know <laughs> oh okay <laughs> so, all right yeah yeah something stupid like that. she's she's trying but with that said too yeah allison is trying to be right by viserys you're right when she says like they had that little i think it was that um that little 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 women talk uh i don't know who half those women were but they had that little talk at at the camp oh the the gossip circle yeah, yeah. that little gossip circle right and allison did uh she defended rhaenyra you know and i do believe she believes in rhaenyra just as much as viserys believes in her um, but yeah, you got people like Otto Hightower still trying it. Like he's still trying it. She is queen now. How dare he come in her room at all, at all, and be like, hey, you got to convince the king to make Aegon the king and name him heir. What nerve. What nerve? The audacity. The audacity. Like, how like, dare you? But you know, I, I I don't know who that was talking to Otto Hightower at the beginning of the episode. That's his brother. Uh, that's his brother. I think so I, I think I, that was his brother. I feel like Otto Hightower was just like a, a little bit of a puppet, you know, in this episode, because his brother immediately was like, "You need to let the key, what do you call it? Um, let the king do any like or." name Aegon King and then he was like oh but I don't think that the the king will have it and then he's like you need to make him see it and then for the rest of the episode he's just like unabashedly like you know that's great my grandson should be heir to the throne though. <laughs> he's like oh a white it, heart no, no mm. it's so it's so like he's he's not even subtle about it throughout the no. entire episode no. he just it's like sits down with a drunk mysterious so hey so about my grandson <laughs> he's like, the most annoying character i can't Viserys is just like please get up get out of here before i cut your head off well you said it best too he said you know um he's like i'm here for the hunt not all this fucking politicking politicking he said I mean, it best what wasn't it wasn't it Hightower that made that proposal where Viserys he was kind of like opening up to him and he was like 
Listen, I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place. I, I'm trying to get uh, Rhaenyra married off. She no, doesn't want to like, wait anyone. Like, hey, hey, I got, I got a great idea for you. Make Rhaenyra marry Aegon. I got a great idea. He's too. I feel like in this series, it's it's th no, it this is like, already happened in two episodes. But but you where... know what? To Otto's point, you know that's in their family. They 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 do that in their family. No, I know, that but is it was very true. No, it was just funny because he was like, "Yo, yo, yo, I got a great idea for you. Hear me out, yo. It's brilliant. There's like nothing wrong with it." I mean, there is <laughs> stuff wrong with it. Again, no, it's, I have the perfect is, solution. <laughs> everybody is scheming to just get Rhaenyra to not be the heir anymore. Basically. And yes, it is in their family, I guess, to wed their children. Again, Targaryens are weird. But yes, he's two. Let the boy live. Let the boy. <laughs> the, boy the boy hasn't even eaten... <laughs> He he wants to keep eating porridge with his hands. <laughs> I will say that specific scene, I thought the actor that plays Viserys had a lot of like just really wonderful acting moments. His reaction right after that was great. It just was the really amusement, the like full out laughter, just like, sorry, this is ridiculous. Like, why why are you talking to me? <laughs> about this as a plan. It, it, it just seems so weird that it seems so stupid from the Hightower, from the Otto Hightower would say this, especially since he helped, in the last episode, he helped Viserys kind of steer him away from marrying a child. And now he's like, because it's to his convenience. Oh, it's as yes. simple as that. Right. Like, Place. Yeah. He it's, plays to well, however it benefits him. It's like yes, it, like incest is bad unless it's it my grandson. Well, it's favor. I don't even think incest is like a word here. I don't, at least not in this time and age. It's just a natural thing Targaryens do. It like, is um, like no, it is, but yeah, they in, they don't in, in Westeros. What do you, in, <laughs> in Westeros, you can't be gay. But God damn it, it's a God-given right to bleep your sister. Can, can you really Come not on. be gay in Westeros? It's looked down upon. The only place oh, really? Do it, yes. It's like, the only, yeah, it's like in Bravos or Essos or Dorn. Yeah, Dorn. All of them are gay. Oh, and Dorn, that's where they like, you know, they, they frolic everywhere. But That's where uh, the Mandalorian you know? uh, over in Martell was like, yes, I make love to everybody. Yeah, yes, I'm, I'm whatever his name is the red viper i got a viper for everybody uh, my viper okay. doesn't my he viper doesn't, doesn't say judge. my mother my sister in that scene right he no doesn't he it. doesn't okay, he just good. says my viper knows all love <laughs> my my viper doesn't see a man or a woman i see a person <laughs> enough um auto hightower will do anything he can as long as it benefits him even wedding off his grandson to his sister daughter-in-law i don't i don't freaking know um let's 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 get into viserys viserys did have some strong moments this man just wants a break man he's yeah. like all right i finally got a son let's go on a hunt all my worries are behind fun. me but no they're not worried behind him i mean they're not behind he's not addressing that's a that, again that's the thing last week we said it last week corliss said 
you can you cannot avoid a storm you either have to go through it or whatever and uh, the storm is here <laughs> and it's it's i i wrote it down i know i said it perfectly last week uh fine 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 i'll pull it up real quick you, you um, don't need to i'm just gonna say it's funny that uh, uh what the sea, the sea snake said that right yeah the sea snake said that yes funny how he said that and then he can't even get people to come out of a cave for three years that's all <laughs> i'm saying you must Hardly face a war. the storm unless they're in a cave. Then we, then every nothing's on the table right now. They've won Mar this battle. <laughs> they just start retreating. Every time they go in the cave, they lost. <laughs> um, but he's not addressing. He's not addressing that issue. Uh, Actually, someone. Did, did, oh, I'm sorry. Did, did we get an update to his health with what it, whatever he had? No, right? Nope. Not this episode. No, like that's missing important. Two fingers though. He is. Yeah. yeah, he was missing two fingers on his left hand. Oh, okay. His pinky yeah. finger and his ring finger were gone. Really? Spread. So, wow. we'll something that Nino, I absolutely agree that there were, there were some dialogue moments that we, we were certainly missing. I think there were some visual cues that I did really appreciate with the, he's missing two fingers. I'm sure we'll get around to the heart, you know, brown heart versus white heart, yes. et cetera. So there were some really interesting things that we saw at least visually. But yes, he is missing two fingers. I did not know that. And now it's yeah, like- I was, I was looking, like I was kind of like looking for it and I didn't, so good. I, you I know, and, and here's, another, here's another critique of, my, of this episode, perfect place to put it in. I wouldn't blame anyone if you didn't notice it. You wanna know why? This episode was dark. Whoever did the long night, they did this episode probably too, because I could not see anything. They didn't. I looked up the director. The director is new to this franchise. They did last week's tell. episode, though. They oh, did last week's episode. I don't know why it got so dark from one week to the next. I, well, I just I, well, as far as not seeing it through the darkness, I think it's just something that uh, you know Viserys puts a lot of things off, and it seems like his health is something that he's putting off to the side. He's putting off this problem with the crab feeder to the side. He's really trying to focus on Rhaenyra and Aegon, but he's got too many people in his ear. It sucks to be Viserys right now, but Viserys can't complain. He's king. I mean, you can complain, but then you got to just let other people run your kingdom for you. You know, if it really is come down to that. It really is a sort of Damocles kind of lesson. This is, you know how they always said how Star Wars were retellings of Greek myths? I kind of think that this is really a, a sort of Damocles retelling. If you want to refresh everybody on the story of Damocles, because... So it's, some... It was, it had like, um, I think a jester and a king. And the jester was like, you have no worries, you're king. Who cares about that? And he's like, okay, I'll let you be king for a day and I'll show you how how tough it is and then the jester sits in the king's chair um the next day but there's a sword literally hanging over his head that could fall at any minute and then everyone wants to come and greet him there's like a bunch of like you know sex workers wanting to come and have sex with him there's a whole bunch of people wanting to do things for him and he's still freaking out about this sword over his head so by the time the real king comes back and says so how do you spend your day um the jester was like i don't envy you and he's like, good, because that 
may be real for you and it's real for me. It's just metaphorical. Everyone's coming for me. Um, I can't. I can't. And he explains, I can't do one thing without pissing off the wrong. Person. Oh, oh, I wrote it down. I got you. I got you. Uh, oh, I wrote it down. Ah, where'd it go? Okay. Forever doomed to anger one in the pleasing of another. And that is literally what we are given here. That's actually a really good analogy. Thank you, Nino Desposado, for your literary know-how. Um, yeah, that's essentially what's going on. He just can't please anybody. He gets a son. Hey, 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 name a mayor. No, I, I, I chose Rhaenyra. Hey, wait a minute. Let's go on a hunt so we can convince him to name his son heir. Um, that's really what is going down. And then, of course, uh, part of it, uh, he's like, you know, he wants Rhaenyra to have a stronger claim. He says, you need to multiply. Terrible wording. <laughs> he, said, he said, can you get me a grandsire? Would you like to? Can you can you make like, me a grandsire? The, tar the Targaryens, they're not great with their words. I'm just going to tell you that. It's just like, no. Period. I mean, <laughs> it's like very poor choice of words. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, he makes sense. Again, he wants Rhaenyra to be unchallenged. And if people do challenge he wants her to have, you know, like pillars to fortify her claim. So I, I get where he's coming from. But then, you know, Jason Lannister was nobody no, here. It, it really is nice as he like he really is trying to like one kind of again, in his case, make amends with Rhaenyra and show her like, hey, it's like I have a son and all that here, but you're still my heir. And like everything that I'm doing, even though it's fucked up as hell and sounds horrible and you may not like it, there's still like a couple of things that we need to do that you might not like, but it's all so you can have a stronger claim because I'm seeing you as heir. And he's trying to like get, get her to understand that. But yeah, of course, he's pissed as hell. She doesn't want to even see him and understandably so. So it's like the entire episode, it's like him trying to like, well, fuck, I'm trying to help out. And I just like, well, I screwed up even more. Well, it actually screw up is a great word. It's a lot of people who already found that his first decision, they would call it a screw up. But then it's also kind of wanting him to undo his screw up. And that was seen in the scene where, see, I, I don't like this guy. When Jason Lannister first approached him, uh, I think with the spear, and yeah, uh, like he has some very strong, row. yeah, he had like some very strong choice of words. Once, like, when Jason Lannister starts like talking about Rhaenyra, he's like, What, like, what the, what, who the hell do you think you are? It's like, because it's like, you're not gonna elevate her. What the hell are you talking about? It's like, mm -hmm. if anything, she's going to elevate you. So it's like, like he, he really dropped Jason. <laughs> oh, no, he, he, he said Jason, right. I don't think Jason was ever going to step to the king after that. Uh, he said, too, he was like, oh, uh, because uh, he uh, Jason assumes that uh, he was going to take Rhaenyra's claim. And he's like, um, 
uh, you know, she'll she'll do great at Castle Rock. And he's like, why, why would she go to Castle Rock? Um, <laughs> she's going to sit on that Iron Throne. What are you what are you talking about? Are people talking shit behind my back? And that's basically he's already wasted by this point, right? Oh, he's yeah. pretty, I think he's yeah, he's drunk at okay. this point. Right. Um, which I thought that was really good watching, yeah. him, you know, you know, and I would appreciate that so much more. But I feel like his character for me started out in the first episode in 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 hell for me and climbing up out of hell is a very hard thing like i want to appreciate these moments of him standing up for his daughter but what he did in that first episode i was just kind of very much like it's really hard to get that out of my memory so i feel like i feel like i feel like they're almost overcompensating right now to be like no he's a good guy he's a good guy he's he, he loves his daughter and he wants her to be here, but the damage was kind of already done for the audience. We're just, I honestly, I feel like the audience is waiting for him to kick the bucket. Like we're like, okay, you, you start bleeding. Come on, kick the bucket. Okay. So you say this, we progressively watch him get more drunk. And then he goes out to the bonfire and has a conversation with Allison. And you were saying, you know, what he did in the first episode makes you feel this way um here we get some more insight and i mean we were given tidbits before uh he talks about you know uh oh i wrote it down too he said my line has many dragon riders but few dreamers um and then he is the example of what happens when you become obsessed with the dream he had the dream of his son producing an heir and then his obsession became his curse because it killed Emma. It killed, you know, all those stillborns and miscarries. Um, and then he feels bad. He feels like this was all his fault and he became obsessed. Do, do you still feel that way about Viserys? Him, you know, I mean, I get it. If you do, I get it. I'm just picking your brain right now. That goes I for anybody. Like, I definitely do. I feel like. And I feel like this wouldn't have been as bad as if, you know, the scene that I'm talking about in that first episode and his choices weren't so graphic. I feel like if he had showed a little bit more compassion then, or hell, you know, if we have seen his progression towards this point instead of time jumping everywhere. Oh, but you know, I guess they couldn't make, you know, the series how they wanted to I'm just saying it would have been interesting to see him get to this point after the really horrible decision he had to make in episode one I, I mean I agree time jumps take away yeah. from that that milking phase yeah that, that. It, it, yeah it feels like that it feels kind of rushed again in like his you know redempt like redemption or whatever he still hasn't really redeemed himself but like well, it makes you question it's like you know here he's having he's clearly remorseful about everything yeah. was he remorseful two years ago <clears throat> when he was betting allison hightower i don't know you know remorseful but it's coming out what the decision in episode one or this, the decision in episode one and becoming obsessed with that dream yes i feel like i feel like he was always remorseful wasn't he regarding i, I mean i think what, so yeah. I, I mean, that's what I got. I, I don't know. Um, 
I think he's I think he's a man that's just trying to make the best out of a shitty situation that he keeps digging himself deeper and deeper into. Like yeah. like these are choices that he's made himself and he has to live with them. But I feel like he's honestly trying to make the best of them. I, I don't think he's the worst person out of the cast that we have so far. There's just so many terrible people that maliciously go out of their way. I mean, autos are our default. Autos are default. Like he's he, he's he's just a terrible person all around. Um, but I, I do agree that the time jumps kind of take away from those moments where you can kind of pick away at people's brains and see like what they're thinking about in the moment. Um, cause, uh, yeah, like, is every episode going to be a time jump? Is that confirmed or is, I, I, I think it's going to stop when certain characters age up a good amount to like their adult, uh, well, yeah. I, I guess Rhaenyra as an adult, Rhaenyra, right? Allison and the, uh, Valarian children. Okay. They're all going to age up. Who's Can who's I, gonna play Rhaenyra in that part? Do we know? Emma Darcy? That yeah, sounds right. Like, yeah. He, yeah, I looked up uh like a, a photo of her the other day. I forgot oh, her name. Okay. And what I was gonna say, I think the, the interesting thing about especially the bonfire scene is I kind of get the the feeling that the series doesn't you mentioned like you know my family my bloodline is a line of dragon riders um there's not as many dreamers and it kind of feels like because he hasn't had a dragon since his died and i don't believe there's been any attempt to connect again so it almost feels like part of the latching on to the dream element is like this is how i verify myself as a targaryen that I have this particular gift because the, the typical way to which we would kind of showcase our power and our station is through dragon writing and I don't have that anymore. So because I was so focused on trying to, you know, renew my ties to my own bloodline, it, it resulted in the deaths of many, many children um, to try to fulfill this prophecy that I kept dreaming of but also the death of my wife, which now my daughter <clears throat> resents me for, because she did, uh, Rhaenyra had some dialogue that kind of alluded to the loss of her mother. And it wasn't the first time, and I imagine it won't be the last. So I think that was the interesting thing. I think I find a lot of the characters very interesting, whether I like them is a whole other thing. But I do find Viserys interesting in that way, of, that is specifically in that bonfire scene to get a little bit more of a peek into what he's thinking and and how he's functioning even if i know there's so much we lost in, in the jump to three years he, he always has that conflict between tradition and family like that's like super apparent because it's like he's trying to make a mentor with Rhaenyra, but he still has to, he still is the king and still has to kind of fulfill his roles as king and but the traditions if he follows the traditions of the king he's basically hurting his relationship with Rhaenyra and estranging her even more because like the second last episode they were talking like hey he actually like makes amends with her when it regards to her mother and like it was like yeah like there's an emptiness in the, in in the keep since she left and they can they finally find some common ground and they're like okay you know and he and he like tells her the reason I made you heir is because I really think you're going to be a great heir. Then like fast forward five minutes, like in TV time, possibly like weeks or months in Game of Thrones time. And it's like, oh yeah, I'm going to marry your best friend. It's like, 
be again tradition like everything it's everything is just a conflict between him him as king him as a father Rhaenyra calls him out at one point and it was a really good call out because earlier in the episode they have a little spout um at the hunt and he's he you know he's like I'm drowned in parchment all these people proposing and she's like I don't want to marry and he's like even I do not exist above tradition and yeah. you know interestingly enough because she calls him out I believe it towards the end of the episodes basically saying you know um you did not wed Allison for tradition you know you did that out of want you wanted to marry her because had you the smarter decision would have been to marry Valarian and she calls him out and he's like well damn you got me <laughs> um so he it, it, he's it, it, I I enjoy peeking into his brain but what it really comes down to he just needs to stand by what he says and run with it yeah. you're the king you know screw tradition you can change tradition all you want. You're exactly. the king. But like like um he said, you know, you can't please one without angering another. Um let's uh let's talk about the heart. The heart. Um the white heart. The Brown white heart has been spotted, spotted, your grace. I I really feel that's like bare bones visual storytelling. <laughs> like this is so You are oh, not visually only... stimulated? It was it was like oh my god we only found the brown heart killed it so that we can have a feast and then magically speak of what what, what it, is it right but now? it's about his expression when he saw it was the brown heart because everybody yes. was saying the white heart is a symbol of royalty and on Aegon's second name day he's got to be heir it's a sign from the gods right and you got to name him heir and then we see, we see, again, this is this is where I find where this is like visual storytelling for the audience and not so much having any consequence for the characters in the story. Because then the White Heart shows up um, after uh, Rhaenyra kills the boar and it's like the morning. And then it, 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 that's the moment where everyone in the audience goes, Oh wow, it showed up for her. She must be confirmed queen. Wow. But then when you look at it with Game of Thrones always having uh or really the works of George R. R. Martin always having kind of they're always working double duty, you know? Um like Ghost was Ghost, you know, like Ghost um, Ghost was uh Ghost was the runt and runt also away uh, from the litter. Yes. He was white with red eyes. Um, what do you call it? There was, you know what I mean? There was so yes, many yes, things. Like, like, His name is Ghost because John comes back because of him in the books. That's what's probably going to be speculated. But again, I guess seeing the white heart and us going, oh, what was, what do you say, Dr. Jace? That uh, meme from uh, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood where oh, the, the uh... Leo... Yeah. <laughs> and there, there it is. Symbol, symbolism. <laughs> symbolism. There it goes. That's, that's, that's what I took from that scene. It was like, oh, look, we know something about 
symbolism. And then I'm like, okay, thanks. I guess. I think it could have been done better. Uh, I agree. I agree. Yeah. It was really it was right just there like, in your face. Yeah. It was like very, here you go. I mean, I appreciate, <laughs> I appreciated the brown stag, the brown heart scene more than the white heart showing up, you know? Because uh, in that brown heart scene, you see that Viserys is like high key relieved that it's not the white one. And then when he goes and, you know, stabs him, uh, I don't know. I, what I get from it is people are still trying to manipulate and maneuver the king in, you know, in however they direction. see fit. Yeah. Right. right. In, a, and then, in, a, in a literal sense, because. You know, he stabs him the first time, the brown stag, and he doesn't kill it. And you have, uh, I don't know, was it Lannister, the one that was guiding him after that? Or there, there was someone off to his side. I was like, no. They, they were in like, charge of the hunt. They might have been Lannisters. I can't recall. Well, whoever it was next to him, they literally guided his next thrust it to kill the stag. And he was like, here, your grace, make sure you hit the, uh, right here. So I feel like that's kind of like a literal, uh, you know, symbolic gesture Ooh, where it's <laughs> people are manipulating him they're like that one is better than the white one that's i i yeah. do i do yeah. like the brown stag like uh symbolism more than the white one the white one was kind of just like here's our prophet yeah uh, exactly i i felt you know what actually i'm gonna double down on this i felt like just the brown stag showing up and having that be disappointment and then us not seeing the white stag would have been better for the story than having, you know, the white stag show up for Rhaenyra because at that or point, what if it was very no, like, it, like was. it was honestly super predictable. Like when the white stag was going to appear. What if Rhaenyra later down the line said, "Father, I saw the white heart in the forest all those years." I ago. would have loved that because then you know what? Then we could have been like, okay, Viserys, let if I was writing this show. I would have made Viserys like, <laughs> oh no! I would have made Viserys laugh at that and been like, then you know, then then he would have been like, then my then my belief is true. You are the rightful heir. You know, have something, have people like validate that experience because that's you know what I mean. Like everyone is trying to validate all these things around Viserys. Have Viserys validate that. It would have been a very nice contrast. Because instead of everyone telling him, he makes up his own mind and comes to his own conclusion based on the information that gets told to him. But again, that's if I was writing the show. What do I know? I'm just, you know. <laughs> no, I mean, again, uh, that's what it really came down to. He stabs the heart. Um, people still are trying to guide him versus he just needs to follow through and, you know, put his foot down and trust in his decisions and that's what it really comes down to in a better written show we've done this before in a better written show or a movie we would have made those changes but um i or were you about I, I to hate, say go ahead go yeah, ahead i i have I, and this is why i'm a little afraid going forward because these these things are giving me a lot of um what should I say of season seven and season eight of Game of Thrones vibes? 
Um, the stag, really? the white stag, oh, okay. is very reminiscent of Arya seeing Nymeria with her pack, and then it never gets addressed again. It's very reminiscent. I'm just oh, when I when I saw that, and I then I saw it led to nothing. I was like, uh oh. And of course, maybe it's gonna pop up out the line, um, down the line. But I'm just the war. I'm seeing the writing on the wall. And I don't know if I trust, you know, these people. Of course, if you know these, this is a collaboration. I don't blame any of the people who work hard on this. Um, I don't want to dunk on them too much because they really do seem like they care. Um, but I hope that if anyone's listening out into the ether, then maybe when you're writing the second season, you can take some critique and make it even better. That's always hey, just, just listen to this podcast. Exactly. We got to get this out to. I'm gonna send this to uh, Riz Ifens, the guy who plays Otto. Maybe he'll take it to the writers' room. Um, funny enough, you know, we don't really talk about uh, headlines. Just a quick tangent: the showrunner is not returning for season two. Well, one of them um, is is not right. No, yeah. the showrunner. Oh, is the now. There's two of them. There's two. I of them. There were, yeah, I thought there was two. No, yeah. I thought it was just Miguel. Miguel Sapochnik is not coming back. D and D are coming back. Stop. No, no, <laughs> no, never, never, no. Ever. never. Uh-uh. <laughs> no, no. What would you do, Grandmaster? What, what would, would you do? I do? What would I you would do? Su- oh, I, I would can't, unsubscribe. I, I can't. I, I can't. really stick it to them in their I taxes. Really, I really. Uh, I can't if they do ever come back. I can't wait for the next season of House of the Dragon to just be half the season will be. Oh, because it's because you have no cock. That's the half the season. That, <laughs> that's their writing style. Very true. If you go watch, there's a recap video. And yeah, it comes all cock jokes. Um, but yeah, interesting. Um, you know, however yeah, it moves forward. Um, Allison, I think a little last bit on Allison. She tells him, hey, do something. Go make a decision. Follow through, she says. Is the crab feeder, is it better for the realm that the crab feeder thrives? Or, you know, or is it vanquished? Or is he vanquished? And he's like, damn, I like you, Allison. You're smart. Wow. Notice how she also didn't go in there and say, hey, make our son heir. Yeah, she said, "Screw you, Otto. You." There are, there are more. I feel like she understands that there are more pressing things than this family's like squabble. Yes, like right. Yeah, and I feel like she's the only one who knows that. I feel like Viserys un- knows it, but he doesn't. Like he's. Un- I feel like Damon's assessment of him is true. He's weak and he's easily manipulated. Well, again, he's getting in like as you called it the petty squabbles. He's. <laughs> more concerned about Rhaenyra and her inheritance and then people are talking to him about Aegon hello three years they've been fighting over there people the that richest... are people are that are just in caves for three years the and same they're cave. losing <laughs> from a cave I, I, they're losing but, to a cave like, like the more I think about it it's just like how <laughs> I mean, they, they have, they show they have ballistics. They shot down some ships. No, but it's like, are you serious? Like, can't you just like, I don't know. Uh, Smoke them out? No, not even that. You know, like a dragon, 
with the long neck that they got, can just like crouch down. And that, that's what I mean. Smoke fire. them out. Risky. Smoke them out. Into the entrance of the cave. Or I mean, Caraxi just... showed he could land over there. It's just when Damon got hit, that's oh. when he re he retreated. I think. Oh, I that was a terrible this. scene. I think I have to mention this. This was probably one of the most funniest moments I've ever seen on TV. Well, you talk about the dude. <laughs> Prince Damon, <laughs> save me, save me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Prince Damon just lands on him. I think that is really good. I'm, I'm, I don't want to harp on this too much. I think it's good visual storytelling because it really shows that Damon doesn't care for his, you know, for his, his lackeys. No. Yeah, for his subjects. He, he only cares about glory honor fighting and like it it shows it really not, not show. sure not sure about the honor part but everything could else it, yeah could <laughs> it be possible that he didn't hear him and he just stepped on no no you're very accident. right you're very right but what do you call it i think i think that he didn't hear him at all but i also think that i think if um, he did hear him it? he probably still would have i think he, he I, I, done it. if he didn't hear him i don't think he would have cared anyway um uh, i think <laughs> That's what it came down to. Because he said, you're, if, you're, "You lost. You're already crucified. Might as well end your suffering." Yeah, no. it's a crowd. <laughs> I, you I, know, I, it's no, you know, like I also found, like I also just thought of another way the Targaryens could have won the freaking war in less than three years. Just make the dragons pile up shit in the entrance of the caves and lock them in there. Like actual shit. Like yeah. no, no. Like just yes, yes. Like wood, just wood. Just so the destruction make... of the ships in the water. Yeah, grab and then just grab, grab put it in entrance, put and like just block the entrances. That's it. You lock them in the cave. They're gonna die. <laughs> I... You're giving these writers a lot of. You're giving these writers a lot of credit, <laughs> saying how this could not have been plausible. For them, I think there's probably a reason they couldn't do the something thing, like no, that. The the thing thing is, why didn't we show this? It's easier to write how, like all that, all the things that I'm saying, than for us to believe how the hell are these crab dudes winning after three years of just like, ah, let's go back to the cave. And, you know, <laughs> it's, and the reason I think the re the most important reason is because in George R. R. Martin's work, he is so careful about battle strategy um which i think I, I are we moving towards the end of the episode yeah no we're here we're like here we're, we're, here. Yeah. we're here the crab feeder conflict we're here so um and i was and i was recently watching a, a, a an analysis on season six and there was an episode uh, a segment on battle of the bastards about how Jon snow kind of has complete plot armor with the arrows in that battle and with Damon, no, da Damon is something else. Yes, Damon had Damon is something off. else. I, I was know. like, I was like, he was just like running around. And I was yeah, like, bro, he was oh, wait, charging. Hold up. Are we are you the, talking about after his fake his false surrender? Yes. Yeah. Oh, 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 we skipped this little bit right here with the, uh, the false surrender. The the right. little table meeting they had. Oh, like, yeah, that like when he finally receives the aid. He just like goes, and it's like, I liked that scene because it's like, again, Damon is trying to prove himself that he is worthy of being king. He is like, he's the main man. He like, glor like he 
is the warrior that everyone should look to look to him. And it's like for his brother to say like, oh, hey, here you go. Let me help you out, little little brother. It's so, like. Who was it that asked for help then? Because wasn't it. Uh, it was the brother. The brother uh, of the or- sea snake. It was oh, Damon. okay. Damon would never. Yeah, like would never. Damon is Damon is too proud to ask his brother right. for help. And okay. they said and it, it earlier in the episode too. And, and again, Damon would wants, rather die. Like he wants to be his own man. Like this is the guy that was supposed to be the heir. Like he, in his mind, I am to be king. I can't depend on my weak brother to help me. It's like, that would be a shame for me. That would be a dishonor to me. It's just like laughing in my face. So it's like, when he when he got that, I was like, the, his reaction was perfect. Like, I... I would I, not call that perfect. No, <laughs> that, not, I mean, that like, messenger per- boy deserved it. No, no, I was like, perfect in like, right, in like, right sense, the scene-wise. It was perfect in that sense. No, I obviously... Like they're really killing... I, really, I feel like they're really killing it with Damon... Like they're like every scene that he's in is purposeful. Yeah. Every scene that he's in show like has a has a conflict within it. Um, and I feel like where was that for the rest of the episode? I feel like Matt this Smith, was like, ladies and gentlemen, Matt Smith. He's also Actually, good act- he's, he was in Morbius. He had he had one and piece like, of dialogue this whole episode. He was like, um, and he like action. one piece of dialogue, and he was possibly the best thing in the episode. He like, said Prince Treha, <laughs> which I guess the crab feeder is a prince. Uh, yeah, so, I, yeah. Didn't, I didn't know that. He I, said, I Prince Drehar, come out, face me. You see, it, it would be really wonderful if we didn't have so many questions on this war, on this battle. Are, are we are we upset that we didn't really get that much on the crab feeder as a character? Like, are, are we okay? Well, with they were him building him up to be a character, right? Yeah, that's, that's what, what I felt like. Uh, yeah, they built him up to for him to just be like, okay, I'm gonna lock myself in a cage, and then like you see a battle that never. Well, no, you don't see the battle between him and Damon. That Damon just comes you see the out result. Dra- yeah, that Damon just comes dragging basically one third of his body out. Uh, and I was like, okay. I, I honestly did not know that was him at first. Uh, no, I, the I, I thought body. it was the crab feeder. Yeah, I thought it I was thought the it was... crab feeder walking out, and, and but then, then I just... saw the, the torso, and I'm like, wait, he's dead? I, I not no, only I, dead, I... he dismembered him into no, again, thirds. Good again. So is it was he just dead like... or alive? He's dead. Okay. We'll say that according to people that read the book, it's also like that in the book that there's not a lot of detail around this interaction, this battle, et cetera. Okay. Uh, which I think is, regardless, sure it's in the book, I think because you have a TV show, you can expand it a little bit more and because yes. it is visual, we need to see it. Yes. So I did have, there were some really cool parts of having the first really big battle set piece. I think there were some disappointing parts too, as far as like, you did set up this character, we saw, it, it felt like it was building up to at least a season long type of, no, Scum. yeah, I would have liked to know like his motives uh, at least. Why does he feed him the crabs? It's like, like you know, I, have, no, I am, I am, it, I am the crab feeder. No, it's like again, crabs. you know, I like. <laughs> I have crabs. Plus, like, Everybody look, should have crabs. I, I fell like, in a well guy, full of crabs when I was a child. Like the, the guy has this mask that, like, he's deformed, 
Like well, the guy has it's... so much potential. Like for you to put like a really tragic backstory as to why the you know why the hell he hates the Targaryens with a passion, or well, something, and they didn't do anything. Well, the the whole reason it's nothing to do with the Targaryens and everything oh, okay. to do with money. So the reason why the start in the first place was because the the stepstones is basically the the like middle point between shipping lanes. Mm -hmm, and so yeah. initially the issue was that he was stopping the sea snake from being able to kind of get his goods and, and have everything that mm -hmm. made him rich. And then taxing folks, but then moved it up to like pirating as far as like stealing highborn folks, selling people, all of like slavery, etc. Uh, and so that was the issue is now we're like starting to mess with people's money and had nothing to do with the Targaryens. I don't think there were never would have been a point in which like the crab feeder and his lackeys would have gone to like, say, Westeros. It was all about the money oh, in that yeah. area. Okay. So I, I think and, being able to explore that a little bit more would have oh, felt yeah. helpful. And even, and even so, I think even the battle, exploring the battle or the war that was going on in that cave entrance even in that war meeting would have been the best time they would have been like they could have i know people give a lot of like slack for uh, or give a lot of flack for um shows that kind of drop in exposition but it could have been like a moment where they were like damn like i wish we had you know more you know like they could have really set the mood for us I mean, well, what they often... could have established like why has this been going yes. on for three years? Yeah, it's like what... give us a little bit of context. Maybe like maybe this guy is just it, a brilliant strategist. It's just like that's it's outsmarting them. It's just like when we are on our One Piece Chronicles podcast. Shout out to you know our podcast. Listen to our One Piece episodes. When we get to a big scene, we gotta set the stage. They didn't set the stage for gotta this. build. Context. No, they they set the stage. They literally said one man surrendering will draw out all the forces out of the caves out on top of the rocks Avoid one man all arrow fire and, and, and he was he was looking for dragons too he's like no dragon no oh, dragon no dragon. right because because dragons can't cover a good amount of distance in a short amount of time it takes right. them forever to fly. They, they got to be like, you know, hounding around the corner somewhere. Or you would hear them in the sky. like Right. But do, but so they know? said, send out everybody. Because <laughs> Prince Damon no, is yeah. here surrounded. Yeah, it was just like, there were so many like plot holes in that entire fight that it was just like, this is laughable. I mean, it was cool. Like, no, like, okay, no. It yeah. was cool. The, like the scene, the scene where he... Not like not even that he dodges the arrows that every arrow misses him. Except well, three, he, he got hit by three. Oh, like oh, of course, three None of them out were of fatal. That's more all. than Jon Snow got hit in the Battle of the Dude. Bastards. No, but like this is just like Damon is literally running in a straight line. It's not even zigzagging. He's running in a straight line, killing all these guys. Like again, these guys just like have their swords up in the air. Like hey, just like slice Strike me, me up. Strike, Strike me! It's like the like the archers, they had their inner stormtrooper just go out there and let's miss every shot. It's like, dude, no. it's like that. The entire battle scene, it was like cool to look at. Don't get me wrong, Very but cool to, look at. cool to look at. 
but once the like the aesthetic part got out it was just like wow this is laughable i i really wish we could have been a little bit more cerebral with you know damon's approach and maybe even have characters like emphasize how risky damon is being you know what i mean <laughs> with his maneuver yeah. that would have been because then it would have been like not only is they or or you know dame even damon like setting the stakes and being like we have no more time for this i'm already a laughing stock of an entire nation and he's like and now i'm gonna need aid for my birth. you know what i mean you could have said this or at least made it visually interesting which i feel like they did not they did not tell the story things just happened but mm -hmm. it was very cool about things that happened so again i mentioned you know the episode being relatively quiet a lot of instances in this episode we get kind of folks silent reactions um uh, we didn't talk about it, but a uh, real quick uh Rhaenyra and the boar you know how she was just lashing out at the boar um after he had one last squeal uh you progressively watch uh Viserys get more drunk to the point he's pouring his own cup and he's just like screw it all and then you get Damon's silent reaction when he gets the announcement that aid is coming. So I think you get the idea that one, he doesn't want aid, of course. Two, he wants the respect that he so much feels he deserves. And then three, he wants this stuff to stop. It's the crab feeder. It should not take three years to beat this guy, however they're losing. Um, so he's got to prove himself. He does the death-defying stunt and again it draws everybody out they bring in the rest of the army and then uh what's his name lenore mm -hmm. lenore he's cool he's i didn't realize he had a dragon um so that was him that, that was, was him okay yeah i was wondering who that was uh because at first yeah i thought, I thought it was, was I thought it was Viserys. I, I thought like, it was no, Viserys too. Why is he riding? I thought I thought that would have been Rhaenyra. That would have been a great moment for Rhaenyra to come in and be like, yeah. oh, I have brother. a dragon. But then when I saw it was a man, I was like, oh. Yeah, I thought at first it was Rhaenyra. And then like I was like, oh, this is not Rhaenyra. So Lenore cool, is Targaryen? No, Lenore, well, he's, he has Targaryen blood. Yeah. Okay. He's Rhaenys' uh, son. Whose son? Rainies. Right. Oh, okay. Okay, got it. Right, right. Okay, yeah. So yeah. technically, he is Targaryen, I guess. So he he can ride dragons. All right. If, I didn't know that. Yeah. If you have any ounce of Targaryen blood, you're good. Okay. There's a possibility. So, yes, yeah. possibility. A dragon still has to hatch for you, I guess. Um. So, Sea Smoke. Cool name. Oh, 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 that's its name. Sea Smoke. That's his name. Sea Smoke. Ooh. Okay. I like That's that. Cool. I like Sea Smoke. He's cool. Sea Smoke is cool. I mean, uh, <laughs> he ended the battle really quickly. So that he good. did. Good job, Sea Smoke. Right. He did what they couldn't do in three years. You know, because they only had one dragon. Now they have two. No, dragons. that's the thing. Sea Smoke was. He's been there. Oh yeah. Lenore. Oh, yes, that's Le right. Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> Lenore is so right mind. here. Sea Smoke right at here. all either. So two dragons cannot do. What one dragon did in three years. And you know, the easiest way, I hate to harp back on this, but the easiest way to do this is even if they, if the easiest way would have been like, we've been chasing him for years and we finally have him cornered. Oh, that, that would have been, been a able, nice one. But, and then we would have been like, and then, but we haven't been able to break his stronghold. 
and he made in the caves. We need a way to lure him out. You know what I mean? Wow, that that's really been... easy too. You just have him say that at the war table and that's it. Problem solved. <laughs> Amazing what a couple <laughs> lines of dialogue can fix for an entire battle sequence. That's funny. They're like, no, no, no. We needed we needed a scene where Otto Hightower says that Prince Aegon should marry Realm Rhaenyra. Two-year-old Prince Aegon should marry Rhaenyra. Make sure that's in there. But yeah, making sense for the final cause... battle, please. Because that was because well, that was just a, a brilliant plan, my friends. Speaking of Lenore, uh, I forgot there was that good scene where one of his council members, strong, 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 uh, you know, uh, basically, you know, he was like, "I'm not here to sell my son. I'm not here to advance my own power and ranking. You need you, Rhaenyra. You you having trouble? Have her marry uh, Lenore." Uh, definitely appease Lord Corliss and strengthen your houses as I originally told you way back when too. Like very, that was he was he was like very you know I come to give you the facts. Well, and, he, I, he was, and, and and again he was like not to tell you I told you so, but hey, like here's another plan. <laughs> Well, I, I not I don't think it was a I told you so. It was no. hey, you didn't listen to me before, but the opportunity is still here with Rhaenyra. Like he's the so smartest he, man. He's like the smartest man in the room. The guy is he's saying like he's he's playing 3D chess with all these with all these idiots. I'm I mean, I don't think he has any motives, but I think he is loyal to Viserys and he's just like, Hey, Rhaenyra, Lenore, boom, two problems oh. solved. Because Otto Hightower just wants what's best for him. And fucking politicking. Again, Otto Hightower is House of Dragons' little finger. That's it. I don't think, I think it's way too soon to call anybody the rank of little finger. No, no, I mean, like, the type of character. I'm, I'm mm -hmm. not saying, I'm not saying, like, for real, he's little finger. It's I mean, like, that's every Game of Thrones character. I think little finger is a class of his own. He uh, literally... Setting no, I, stage a I, I lot. Feel, I feel they're trying to make him out as a little finger of this show. No, little finger is little finger. This guy's Otto Hightower. He's a piece of shit. You really in like his little own finger. class. I think little fingers are little fingers are great character. I I agree. He's a great character. But I'm just I'm just saying what I see that they're trying to do with this character currently. We shall just see. as someone that's like scheming constantly. Yeah. Just, okay. Justice I, can, I could see it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't compare him to a little finger right now, but I could see the writers trying to make mm. him like that. Maybe he needs time to build up to that, so that you could say, "Oh yeah, he is House of Dragons little finger." But I could see the, you know, the seeds right now. I need a. I need a knife to the throat saying, "I told you not to trust anybody." For Otto Hightower to reach little finger. Oh, that, that's that'll be season finale of knives. And I'm going to segue this to a blade. I did like being able to see Dark Sister. Who's Dark Sister? It's the ancestral blade of the Targaryen house. One of them, yeah. Oh. Which, which sister held Dark it's Sister? The, I think it's the older one that had it. Because what do you call it? She had Dark Sister. Viseria? Yeah, Viseria. After the other sister died, and then she wrote it with it into Dorne. So Wait, which, who was carrying who, it? Who, yeah, who held Dark it's, Sister? It's, it's, what do you call it? Um, do you know uh, Aegon the Conqueror? 
his yeah. sister slash wife. Sister one of them, wife, yeah. yeah. One of them had dark sister. No, but who was holding it in this episode? Yeah, who's holding it in this? Oh, episode? um, Damon. Yeah, oh, Damon, Damon was Damon using was. it. Oh, yeah, okay. Damon has it. It's cool. The hilt has dragon wings. It's a nice. Oh, it's a okay. very nice. Movie. Okay, I did not. Okay, cool. Valyrian steel. Yeah. Yes. It better be. I would hope so. From being from High Valyria. Um but third dragon, uh six more to go. Six more, yeah. Yeah. Um are we wrapping up? Is this it? Um did anybody it. watch the preview? I did not watch the preview no, this time I around. I I mean I, I watched it. Yeah. It I, I think there's another time jump. I think it seems maybe not as it's not, not as big of a not time as jump, wild, right? But I think but, there um, still is. Yeah, like and I think I, I I think what do you call it? I think I forgot we forgot to mention this at all. But I think the name of this episode kind of um, seals it in stone. Even the the episode being very conflicting about who's gonna get the the title of king or queen because we had the white heart in the episode. But then the the title of the episode is second of his name, which if Aegon ascends the throne, um, he would be second of his name because Correct. he would be the second King Aegon. So okay. what's happening, bro? What's happening? And there I mean, we see what is going to happen for the rest of the series, which will, I, like, I haven't read the lore or anything, but I think I know where it's going. I mean, I think I know where it's going too, because just of what we know. But I'm not gonna confirm my things. Thinking all we know is this crab feeder nonsense is over. I think we'll see Viserys and try to make Lenore and Rhaenyra happen. Uh, I, well, I guess. Actually, this... I mean, in the episode, he indicated that she could make her own match. True. True. Very mm -hmm. true. So I, I don't know how how much he would be pushing more so than just kind of monitoring where things are going on with her and her decision making. I think monitoring is a better word. We got Viserys monitoring for Nero's moves and maybe he finally starts trying to, you know, teaching her how to be, you know, queen and whatnot. Uh, we'll see what happens now that the scrap feeder business is done, what Corliss will do next. Again, he's the money making guy. In the series, will he come back to council with Damon in tow? Does Damon have a claim for more respect at this point? Yeah, because um, Damon right now, Damon right now is a war hero. Correct. But correct. He only one because of the aid he got from. But the uh, his king. But the aid. Wait, the did aid, the aid ever arrive? The aid. Wait, that wasn't the aid. No, no, that was cordless. Oh, oh, never mind. Oh, never no, mind. Like, remember, like, that was the mess. Like, those were the messengers saying, like, hey, aid is on the way. But before the aid arrived, he already won the war. Yeah, the, right. yeah. the okay. aid never came. The aid never so, came. So Damon is going to be a war hero. Now he has something to, like, back his claim up saying, like, hey. Actually, you know what? Okay, right. In the preview for the episode, they show... uh Damon walking up to Viserys, and I, I think he had like a crown on his head. Don't he, say anything. <laughs> no, no, it was, it was like a makeshift, like little. He, he had something on his head. I don't know if it was a crown. It, it was something oddly shaped on his head. I assumed it was like a trophy he made from mm. his time with the crab beater. And then he's like, "Look at me, Viserys." <laughs> and 
that was it. That was the main point of the episode of the of the preview. That's it. So you know they're gonna clash. Right. It's it's now people now have some uh credibility to build off of as exactly. far as moving forward. Um but I think and, we and I think there's a, a a battle sequence next week too. Oh, another battle a, sequence. A minor one. It didn't look too big like the way this one was, but it was I saw dragons flying and that was it. Hey, I'll take it. I like being introduced to new dragons. Sea Smoke looks like the biggest of the ones that we've seen thus far. Uh, so he's cool in my book. I like seeing dragons. I want something to happen finally with instead of this back and forth between Oh, you're my heir, Rhaenyra. Well, you don't treat me like your heir. I'll treat me like your heir. I'll treat you like your heir. I want something to happen, finally. Um, that's that's all I want. Uh, any final thoughts uh, as far as anything? I would um, say a good episode, like some uh, an episode with good moments out of the three, maybe the, like I would say the weakest of the three episodes uh not the best writing but did have some pretty cool and epic moments but let's see where they go from here like i'm still i'm still hooked on the series i'm more than willing to keep giving it a shot and i am enjoying it so let's see what they give us i i, I would say the episode only raises a concern for how they're going to do the battles for the future yeah. of the series. Uh, you know, I mean, because this, this was the first battle uh, or at least the first major one in a way. So, I mean, in Game of Thrones, there's a lot of battles. I, I, I mean, the original Game of Thrones, there's a lot of battles that we look to that, you know, we, we really enjoy and they're iconic in their own way. And that's because we can make sense of what Nino was alluding to earlier. There's tactics to what is being done and where everyone's positioned and everything. So. To kind of just see something silly <laughs> in uh, episode three already in the first season. I'm hoping it's just kind of like they just made that little mistake so that they can move on to bigger and better things. Um, Hopefully but, they're growing pains. Let's Right. Exactly. Yeah. I, I'm i hoping that they they take the critique of what people are seeing with, with scenes like this and they make better battle sequences. But, I mean, we'll see. Maybe they'll get better. Uh, in this season. I imagine there will be more, especially towards the end. So that's where I am. All right. All right. Well, goodness gracious. There you have it, oh, folks. Oh, bingo. I got it. <laughs> bingo. <laughs> there you have it, folks. That is it from us here at the Yonko Table covering second of his name, episode three of House of the Dragon, the hint HBO. Game of Thrones spinoff coming at you every Sunday night at nine. And we'll be trying to come at you every Sunday night as well, or a Monday night catches when you can. But listen, folks, if you don't already follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, we got things going on TikTok. Make sure you follow us. Thank you for listening through your various podcast stations. And of course, if you ever want to join the discourse that you hear on the show, please join our discord through the link below and you can get into these little back and forths we cover everything and we will willingly say you are wrong in your opinion through discord so please join us when you can but there you have it folks i am grand mice maester grand maester hoop uh dr jace attorney dr rika dr mondo 
And of course, Nino Desplazado signing out. Y'all take care.